0: Here's a phrase that David wrote, and I'll ask you if you've ever uh, felt like this. And David said, in Psalm 55, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. He says, lo, then would I wander far off, And I would remain in the wilderness. David wanted to get away from the situation that he was in. And he said, if I had wings of a dove, I'd be out of here. I'd fly away and be at rest. Someone picked this song this morning, 597, and above it, it had the verse of 2 Corinthians. The song is cast down but not destroyed. It had the verse 2 Corinthians 4, 9, and so I'm going to go there and read that because I think it's in line with the message this morning. I'm going to back up to verse 6. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. This tells us what keeps us from uh, flying away, even though there's times that we'd like to do that. Let's look at this. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts. That's That's great to know for each of us. To give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Sister Annabelle, it's good to have you with us this morning and Your dad blessed our worship and fellowship and your family for the time that you were here. But I remember your dad preaching and mentioning an example of this verse one time. And it was so uh, such a beautiful description. He described that these bodies that we have are described right here as earthen vessels. And the more that, but it says right here, that we have in this earthen vessel a treasure. Brother Andrew brought out that, so I'm borrowing this from Brother Andrew, that the more that this earthen vessel gets beat down, gets struck down, gets cracked, gets hindered, the more that treasure that shines forth on the inside shines out. Great example. So even though Satan and others might think that they're hindering us in our journey or in our walk, Even though afflictions may come our way, even though challenges may come our way and setbacks may may come our way, that treasure that's on the inside as this vessel may become marred and cracked. That treasure that's on the inside will shine forth more and more. Now, here's what Paul says. He says we have this treasure and that is the spirit of God. That's the life of God. That's God dwelling within us. He says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power of God. That it may be of God and not of us. This treasure that's on the inside. He says is of God. He just simply says that's a gift from God. And he says it's in this earthen vessel. And he says it's of God and it's not of us. He says although we're troubled on every side. Remember hearing folks say that bad things happen in threes. Sometimes you have so many and they come so uh, consistently that you may think, I wish it was limited to three. When you look at many areas of your life and you may become discouraged... Paul says, We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed. Anybody perplexed? I mean, that ought to be a real good description of our lot, at least sometimes. He says, We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. It basically says it's okay to be perplexed, but there's something that keeps you from pitching in the towel even when you're perplexed, but not in despair. And then he says "We're, we're persecuted. We have not, I hope we don't, experience it, but it appears that it could be just around the corner. There are countries that folks are persecuted for their... Conviction about Christ and claiming to be Christians and followers of Christ. In the past, folks have been persecuted. When we had the uh, opportunity to uh, worship in Boston, one of the things that was interesting to us is that the early days of the Baptist in that area experienced a great deal of persecution for the things that we rejoiced in hearing preached when we were able to meet there several years ago. He says we're persecuted, but he says we're not forsaken. We are cast down, but we're not destroyed. And that's where the verse came from from the song that was selected this morning cast down but not destroyed let's look at psalm 55 and even though david felt like that he wanted to fly away and be at rest he wanted to wander off away from the situation away from others in the wilderness He expresses his situation and then he tells us how that he handled it and how that we should as well. He starts off and he says, give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. David starts out and he takes his request and his plea to the Lord. And he says, Lord, would you... Would you hear my prayer? Would you hear my plea? Would you hear my request? Would you hear my supplication? He says, attend unto me and hear me. David is begging God to hear his plea. He says, I mourn in my complaint and make a noise almost a, probably a groaning. He says, I mourn in my complaint. Sometimes we may find that we're a complaining people. We look around us and if things aren't going the way we think they should, In our world, we complain about it. We look at others, and maybe they don't perform the way that we think they should, and we complain about that. If we don't complain about that, we may not audibly do it, but we might complain about ourselves. Our greatest discouragement and greatest distraction when we think about it is is our own self. And how many times do we not disappoint others, but disappoint self? We see that sin is all around and then we see the struggle with temptation and we consider and we say we've missed the mark over and over and we're filled with complaint. David says, i would ask you, Lord, to hear my prayer. I know I'm coming to you again, Lord, and and I'm probably bringing complaints. You know, one thing that, that really helps to overcome a complaining spirit is to write down, because all of us, every single one of us, are able to do this, is to simply... Write down all the blessings that God has given us. The songwriter says, count your many blessings. And I tell you, when you take a piece of paper and you begin to write it down, there's almost there's almost uh, there's a blessing in the exercise of going through it and thinking on the blessings that God has given you. Because when you sit down and write the blessings down, you almost begin to forget about the complaints that we have. Because really, the bottom line is this we've all been far more blessed than what we deserve, every single one of us. We don't deserve the blessings we've had in the past. And we certainly don't deserve the blessings that are there before us, ahead of us. We don't deserve any of those blessings. And so if we looked at it this way, that we've already received more blessings than what we in a a whole lifetime deserve, then we don't have a whole lot to complain about. I brought a picture and laid it out here on the foyer of Sister Perry. You know one of the reasons that I enjoyed spending time with Sister Perry, well, there's multiple reasons, but one of the reasons, as a side note, it made me feel real young. When you spend time with someone that's 104 years old, all of a sudden, 59 or 60 doesn't look that old. That helped me a whole lot. But the reason that I enjoyed spending time with Sister Perry was even though she'd had a lot of things to complain about, She had had cancer. She had a son pass away at an early age. She lost a leg. I mean, she had multiple things that she could complain about. But Sister Perry, even into her 104th year, was not filled with complaints. I I, want to be the type person... That's not filled with complaint. And, and, and David said, Lord, I'm coming before you. And, and I know that I'm, I'm bringing about complaint. But, but he says, but Lord, I, I've got a pretty tough situation right here. He says, because of the voice of the enemy. Because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me and in wrath they hate me. You know. I came to realize that there are folks that actually hate Christians and Christianity. They don't like what you stand for. They don't like your convictions. And some are not tolerant, but some actually hate that. David says, there are those that hate me. David had Saul after his life. David had his own son that was after his life. Nobody here can... Relate to the extent that David was was experiencing right here. I mean, and he even highlights it a little bit more down when he talks about, um, and I believe it could be referring to his son. He said, "Because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me." I believe false iniquity is what he's saying. And in wrath, they hate me. He says, my heart is sore pained within me and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. He said, fearfulness and trembling are come upon me. Horror hath overwhelmed me. Psalm 61 verse 2 tells us clearly what to do when we experience an overwhelmed heart. He says when my heart is overwhelmed lead me to the rock that is higher than I that is Jesus Christ. We're living in a time, we're living in an age where we have more modern conveniences. We have more luxuries at hand all around. But yet we experience more and more an overwhelmed heart. I believe probably everybody here could sign up and 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 subscribe to at least that 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 feeling of being overwhelmed at different points and times in your life. And the psalmist says if we're overwhelmed, then we need to take off and we need to run to the Lord. We need to take our situation to the Lord. We need to talk to the Lord. We need to ask the Lord for wisdom and direction when we're overwhelmed. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. And that's Jesus Christ. David said, my heart is overwhelmed. He said, it's overwhelmed within me. He said, fearfulness and trembling are come upon me. Have you ever just, you've just been overcome. I mean, feelings are real. They are. And he's saying right here that, that my feelings are of fearfulness and of trembling. And he says, they come upon me. And he says, horror hath overwhelmed me. He says, it's real. It's real. And I feel it. And he says, with all this that's overwhelming me, with my son that's after me, with Saul that's after my life. With the kingdom being taken away, he says, with these things that are that are coming at me, he says, I would just like to fly away and be at rest. I'd like to get away from it all. I remember hearing a message, and it was it's etched into my brain. The title of the message. I don't remember all the message, but it was a message that Elder Bradley preached years ago, and the, the title of the message. Was simply there's no place to quit, and for the Christian there's really not. And Elder Bradley is an excellent example of that. Elder Bradley is almost eighty-six years old. He, he I hope you can hear the message today. It was outstanding. Today completes sixty-eight years of being on the radio. And it was an outstanding message. I hope you can hear it. But he has continued on and he's persevered on. And God has blessed him in that. And he's an encouragement to the rest of us. He is. David said, I, I want to fly away and I want to be at rest remember Elder Bradley saying one time, he says, you know, folks say, I just want to get away from it all. In fact, he said, folks say, if I, if I could just take a vacation and get away from it all. He said, the problem is you've got to take yourself with you when you go. That's a big part of the problem. David says, I want to fly away. I want to be at rest. I want to get away from it all. I just want to go wander off in the desert. I want to hide in the wilderness. I want to stick my head in the sand. Have you ever been so discouraged that you just really don't even want to get up in the morning? You just want to pull the blanket up a little bit higher over your head and think, maybe it'll get better or maybe the problem will go away. That's what David's saying It is. He gives us some Good instruction. We'll we'll go down and try to read through the rest of the chapter. He says, I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and the temptest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about, and upon the walls thereof, mischief also and sorrow in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from her streets. David, I believe, is referring certainly to his son. But he says, For it was not an enemy that reproached me, for I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me, that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. David is saying right here, he says, This was not an enemy that reproached me. And he comes down and he says, And he says, this is what made it uh, extra extra hard. He says, but it was thou a man mine equal, my guide and mine acquaintance. And then David says a little bit more. "We We took sweet counsel together and we walked unto the house of God in company. And he says, these are the people that are against me. Now, look at what David says, and I hope this helps. Let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. He says, as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord and he shall the Lord shall save me. David said, my enemies may be against me. And it could be Satan himself. David says, but as for me, I'm going to take my case to the Lord. And when I look back upon my life, as Jeremiah says, Jeremiah got real, real discouraged. In Lamentations, he said, I began to look around and he said, everything that I saw seemed very discouraging. And he said, I began to get discouraged. And he said, then all of a sudden I remembered something. I remembered the mercies of God. I remembered where I had been. And I remembered how the Lord had cared for me and brought me to this place. And I remembered that when I looked back upon my life, that God never, ever forsook me. And that God was always there for me. Every time I needed Him, He was there. And David said, I remembered those things. And he says, all of a sudden, when I remembered the mercies of God, he was encouraged. So sometimes... We get discouraged looking at all the things around us, and we just simply need to change our focus. It's all right to look back and think about the mercies of God. It's good to look forward and think about the promises of God. David said, He became discouraged, but he says, I know what to do. In the middle of complaining. I know what to do in the middle of discouragement. I know what to do when it looks like everything is against me. I know what to do when those that have been the very closest to me have forsaken me. He said, I know what to do. And here's what he says. He says, I'm going to call upon the Lord. It's great news to know that what David did, we have the same access as well. Now... Just think for a minute about your problems. Not long, but just a minute about them. How many of those problems are you trying to fix yourself? Any of them or all of them? David said, I'm going to take my problem and I'm going to take it to the Lord. Now, I'm I'm a subscriber and I believe the scriptures teach that if there's something that we can do, we ought to do it. When it says, wait on the Lord, that does not mean that we sit down and we fold our hands at all. It simply means that we do all that we know to do while we're waiting on God to give us direction and to open doors and to clear a path for us and to make it plain. But it doesn't mean that we sit down and don't do anything. And David said... He said, yes, I've been filled with complaint. Yes, the enemy is against me. Even those that, he says, even those that we took sweet counsel together. Even those that we worshiped together in the house of the Lord. He said, those are even against me. And he says, but what I'm going to do. He says, I'm going to call upon the Lord. And he says, the Lord has always delivered me. And he's always saved me in the past. And he says, and he'll save me. I think I can say with sure confidence. That if we, if you, if I call upon the Lord, he'll deliver us. Now, part of the situation that comes into play that we've got to factor in is that the Lord doesn't always deliver us exactly on the same time frame that we think we should be delivered. I mean, I don't know about you, but do you ever find yourself taking your problem to the Lord? And then if the Lord hasn't solved your problem immediately, then all of a sudden you think maybe the Lord is not hearing you or the Lord doesn't care. Sometimes the Lord has a purpose in not delivering it on our time frame. I remember a time, and I have to write things down. One minister said, don't try to remember anything you can write down. Well, I write down everything because I can't remember very much, and I write things down. And I remember going through a difficult season, and there were things that there were areas in my life that I could not, I could not see a way of deliverance. And I wrote them down, one by one. And I prayed about it, and I continued doing what I felt like the Lord had put on my heart to do. But a month or two later, I went back and every single one of those, there were five things that I'd written down. All five of those things God had seen me through and delivered. And God can do that for every single one of us. David said, I'm going to take it to the Lord. He says, in fact, I'm going to take it to the Lord in the evening time. I'm going to take it to the Lord in the morning. I'm going to take it to the Lord at noontime. I'm going to pray to the Lord. He says, I'm even going to cry aloud to the Lord because I want the Lord to hear my voice. Now, you don't have to pray out loud audibly for God to hear you. In fact, you don't even have to put it into words. In fact, you may not know all the words sometime when you're communicating with the Lord. But the good news is that the Lord knows even the groanings of your heart. You may only be able to uh, cry out, Lord, help me. There's times that, that I've gone to the Lord and I don't know what I need, but I know the Lord knows what I need. And I can take it to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. And God knows your heart and your need. David said, I'm going to cry to the Lord in the morning. I'm going to go to Him in the evening. I want to cry aloud unto Him. I want the Lord to hear me. And David says, I'm taking it to the Lord. He says, He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. And there were many with me. He said, God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth of old. Because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. He hath hath put forth his hand against such that be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they are drawn swords. He says there's some that might even be filled with deceit, with deception. But he said, God knows their heart. God knows my heart. God knows my need. And I'm going to take it to the Lord. Now he gives us a little bit more instruction in verse 22 and verse 23. Cast thy burden. Anybody have a burden? I know you probably came to church because you wanted to hear the good singing. You probably came to church because you enjoy the good fellowship with everybody. Probably came to church because you wanted to be encouraged, hopefully, from God's Word. But I am imagine there's some that came to church because they have a burden. And you're hoping that somehow there'll be something that'll help you with the burden that you have. A lot of times, God's Word helps us with our burdens. A lot of times, God's Word puts our burdens in perspective. It does. We think when we have an affliction or a burden, it's the biggest one in the world. And it is for us. But when we put it in perspective... When we put it in light of eternity. It makes it really, really small. Anybody have any burdens? David had a bunch of burdens. I'm so glad to know that Brother Danny is the only one here that has a burden. He raised his hand. And I can't even imagine Brother Danny having a burden. But he says right here. You take your burden and you take it to the Lord. What he means, I believe, is that when you take it to the Lord, you give it to the Lord. You don't take your burden to the Lord and then leave and pick it back up and think you're going to solve it yourself. Now, what what that means is that you're going to look to and depend on the Lord to help you bear the burden that you have. What I think it means is that you don't pick your burden up and try to bear it yourself. That you take it to the Lord. And you know, sometimes, that might be why that God hasn't delivered us from our burdens. It's because we tried to carry them ourselves, and God didn't make us able to carry these burdens ourselves. Now, we may think of ourselves as being pretty strong. We may think of others as being having all strength and power. I remember, yeah, I think it was. Uh, Brother Mark's son, Luke. And he was just a little boy. He thought Brother Mark could do anything. He probably still does. But, but when Luke was a little boy, and I remember there was a tree that Brother Mark knew. We kind of rotted out down at the bottom, but I don't think that Luke knew it. Brother Mark walks up to this tree and just pushes it over with his strength. And Luke was wowed by it. As strong as he is, he can't carry all the burdens. None of us can. David said, cast your burden upon the Lord. And he says, and there's some good news. You take your burden to the Lord. And the Lord will sustain you. I mean, really, I I, I want to be victorious, but I'm happy just to be sustained, just to get through. And he says right here that God will sustain you if you take your burden and you give it to the Lord. He says, take your burden to the Lord and he'll sustain you. And he says, he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. I want to be strong and steadfast in the Lord and and serving the Lord and committed to the Lord. And he says, the best way to do it is not to try to bear these burdens yourself. But you take those burdens and you give them to the Lord. And the Lord will help you. And the Lord will sustain you. He says, but thou, O God, shall bring them down, the enemy, into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days. But he says, but I will trust in the Lord. I'll trust in thee. So he gives us several things here that are helpful for us. David said, as far as I'm concerned, I'd rather just, if I had wings like a dove... I'd just fly away and I'd get away from it all. But he said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not called to do that. I'm called to persevere, and here is how I do it I do it by going to the Lord over and over and over. I do it by going to the Lord in the morning. I do it by going to the Lord in the evening. I do it by remembering the past blessings of the Lord. I do it by thinking of His mercies upon, upon me in times past, of His promises in the future. And then I do it by just simply realizing that the burdens are bigger than I am. And I'm going to take them to the Lord. And I'm going to give them to the Lord. And that's how David kept from just going out into the wilderness and burying his head, head in the sand. And that's exactly the same way. The same things that sustain us. In our journey here below. We shouldn't be surprised when we're perplexed. We shouldn't be surprised when we're cast down. We shouldn't be surprised when those things happen. Because if you think about it. This world's not our home. As the songwriter says, I'm just a passing through. Heaven's our home. We look forward to that. Hebrews tells us we're pilgrims and strangers. A stranger is not completely comfortable in a strange land. And when things seem uncomfortable, maybe they ought to. Because we're but pilgrims and strangers in a strange land. Cast down but not destroyed. The Lord will sustain us. He's promised that He will. And David says, I've never seen one forsaken that took his burdens to the Lord. I want to encourage you to do that. May God bless you.